everyone to the Grain Maker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a great day, evening, weekend, whenever it is you're sitting down to listen to this. Now, we, we're coasting through July. I've been able to have some incredible guests on the podcast, been able to share their stories, been able to talk wrestling, and you've been able to learn a lot more about them. Now, this week is no different because this week, Joining me on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast is Max from Boom Pro Wrestling. Max, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Blair, I'm excited. Grainmaker, thank you for having me. I feel it, it, sort of like the guy who's invited himself to the party, but I really appreciate that uh, <clears throat> uh, you're having me on. And I'm losing my voice. Oh, God. <laughs> well, well, Max had to listen to me do like four takes of my intro and flub them every time. So I'll <laughs> we'll, we'll great. give... <laughs> it's when i think that's the first time i've ever had that happen where i'm just like yeah i'm not happy with i'm doing it again so but uh we like as i said during the intro we're we're in july right now i mean we obviously recorded a little bit earlier but uh by the time we're listening i mean summer's in full tilt and boom pro wrestling just wrapped up their first season and we're going to talk about that but i need to know how you first got into wrestling because i mean when it comes to promotions and promoting wrestling, it's not, you know, people don't get into it to make money. So there has to be a love for pro wrestling. And I need to know where your love all started from. Man, Blair. Uh, so <laughs> I'm coming from this from a sort of a stranger place because I never watched wrestling as a kid. I don't have, <laughs> I don't have any of uh, like memories from like uh, watching it in my grandparents' basement or, or anything like that. Um, I, I, basically kind of fell into it in around 2014, 2015 as a full fledged, like adult man. Okay. And I watched a uh, WrestleMania and uh, uh, it ended with uh, uh, Seth Rollins cashing in the money in the bank uh, briefcase. And I was like, I have to know what happens next. And so <laughs> I watched, I watched Monday night raw and the whole time I'm watching the stuff. I'm, I'm just like, this is so weird. Wrestling is so strange like mm -hmm. everybody just gets together and uh we all just agree that this is real and um i was just so fascinated by it and i just started uh you know sort of digging a little deeper a little deeper a little deeper and suddenly i have a new japan world subscription and suddenly i'm doing a lucha underground after show podcast and uh, i just fell into it really really hard and um and so it began like yeah just like not even 10 years ago Mm -hmm. like uh, i'm almost envious of you getting into it at that point because there's such a huge back catalog you can go back to watch like if you decide hey i really want to watch you know like dustin Rhodes and see what he's all about you can go and find a plethora of matches and just be entertained for days on end so like you're in a great position with this uh, oh, thanks yeah I, I definitely did that with new japan when i found when i discovered that i the new japan world they were constantly adding to their backpack catalog and i just fell so deep into you know, into that and mm -hmm. and then um uh, so I've definitely had that experience, but it was sort of, I really have never dug through the crates, so to speak, for like old WWF or, or WCW. Um, and so it's always there waiting for me, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, when the time comes, you, you will be in for a treat because there's some incredible stuff. Oh, yeah. Obviously, there's lots of lots of crap, but I mean, if you can <laughs> sift through that, you will very much enjoy what is up there. So, I mean, that, that's oh, yeah. still pretty cool. So. Your your Greg the Hammer Valentine reference before we started, you mentioned Greg the Hammer Valentine. Yeah. And I was sort of nodding, like you're like, oh, he's wearing his rhythm and blue stuff. And I was nodding like I knew what you were talking about. I really had no clue. <laughs> so now what's gonna happen is I'm gonna have to send you a link afterwards. <laughs> please, please <laughs> educate me. I'm always up for it. <laughs> it was one of those things that was even I didn't expect to see it. So a little context uh for the <laughs> listeners. I'm I've taken to falling asleep watching old WWF superstars episodes because it's up on YouTube. So why not? And Rhythm and Blues came out. Greg Valentine's decked out looking identical to Honky Tonk Man, except not wearing the like tights, just trunks. Mm. And he's trying to play the guitar, but he's slapping the strings instead of playing it. So it's like he doesn't know how to play. And I'm I'm here for that kind of stuff when <laughs> I want to fall asleep. So that's just context. <laughs> 
right on. So, all right, you're, I mean, you're out in Vancouver. Were you, when you first get into wrestling, are you going to check out local shows too? Because, I mean, it can be kind of intimidating, I think, when it's not knowing what to expect in that sort of uh, venture. Yeah, um, so I was really into it. And, um, you know, when I get really into something, I become very evangelical about it. And I really want to share it with uh, my friends and family and get them into it and sort of, you know, um, get them excited about it as well. So we would, I would drag, I would drag people to uh, um, independent wrestling shows around town thinking we're going to come in, we're going to watch the show. Their mind is going to be absolutely blown and people tend to have a good time, but you know, as is sort of the, I would dare say the scourge of independent wrestling is that there can be um, because the, the culture has been so long, like, Oh, you know, fans can show up, they can, they can cheer and they can boo and they can say whatever they want. They pay their money. Oftentimes you get these pockets of people around who maybe are not quite reading the room properly or not maybe, you know, are taking things too aggressively or are shouting, you know, swears and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and every so often, especially at bigger shows around here, because it was only ECCW really uh, doing shows that they, it was a congregation of all the wrestling fans from basically the lower mainland. So you get these big pockets of um, uh, unsavory sort of characters or, or people that have just had too much to drink. And so even though people enjoyed the action and they enjoyed what they were seeing, um, I think a lot of the atmosphere sort of turned people off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I definitely, I definitely, you know, tried and we I went to a lot of shows and, and tried to bring a lot of people and, tried to be evangelical about it, but there was something a little bit off on the vibe. And and that's one of the things actually that we tried to correct with Boom Pro Wrestling. I think, mm-hmm. I, I believe we've been successful so far. But I think so. And it's something you're definitely seeing a lot more with uh, promotions nowadays, making sure that it is a safe space for everyone because wrestling is for everyone. And to know that like, you know, we don't want that sort of we don't want the negativity we don't want the hatefulness any of that it has mm-hmm. no place inside this venue around these people like mm-hmm. as a fan when i go i don't want to hear that you know like it's mm-hmm. it, to me it, there's no place for it anywhere and when i'm going to enjoy something like wrestling last thing i want to hear are comments you know derogatory comments or hateful comments mm-hmm. so getting rid of that it's a huge step in the right direction so i yeah. do see it more and more there are some places where you're just not gonna see that sort of regulations and oh mm-hmm. that's fine i can not be there you know yeah yeah but when i'm at a show i don't want to hear that i don't want to hear you know comments yeah. about people's bodies or anything like that so i'm yeah i'm yeah, glad it's that tough. it's the same sort of thing you know absolutely absolutely especially like we you know um we, we need we need the younger generation to get into wrestling and mm-hmm. in order to do that like we have to feel like i, I have a daughter she's just too young to really you know attend a show as a as a uh, as a audience member but i need you know if we want to have a, the next generation we want to build a generation of new fans like they need to be able to come to a show it's like parents need to feel confident that they can bring their kids to a show yeah and that they're not going to be faced with um really uncomfortable or these situations do you know what mm-hmm. i mean so, so I mean, you're you're going to shows. You've engulfed yourself in the wrestling phenomenon. Um, like pandemic hits, you mm. see a lot of changes in the landscape of professional wrestling um, because of you know various things, speaking out, just the over like we'll say wrestling growing as a whole for the better. Mm. So we're coming out of the pandemic, and then you see an influx of. Uh, promotions, especially out in BC, because I mean, mm-hmm. coming out, you had, you know, NEW running, you had, I mean, 365 had always been running, you're seeing oh, ASW still, uh, Dusk Pro, and now you've come along with Boom Pro Wrestling. So how does this all come about? I need to know how Boom came to be. Okay, so, um, <laughs> uh, like I said, I've been evangelical about wrestling. Un- I would yeah. say unsuccessfully evangelical about okay. wrestling for, um, you know, since about 20, 2014, 2015, somewhere in there. And, but I had never, I had not given up Grain Maker. Mm-hmm. I had not given up. <laughs> and um, it had always been in the back of my mind. So I have a background in producing um, live entertainment, um, mm-hmm. just as almost like a hobby, uh, live comedy shows and, and things like this. And um, I'd always wanted to do a wrestling show. Eventually, my 40th birthday rolls around. I want to do something special. 
I'm uh, not sure what. And my, uh, uh, my, my daughter had just been born and the, I'm sort of humming and hawing. Not, I, I don't want to do something special because I want everyone to come and like, you know, you know, you know, celebrate me, but it, there's a social sort of contract, right. At times where people are like, it's like a wedding, a funeral, and maybe a 40th birthday, maybe a sweet 16, something like yeah. that. You're showing up, you're going to participate. You kind of have to. And so I'm like, how am I going to capture this moment? This only comes once in a lifetime. How am I going to, what am I going to do here? Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife was like, you should, this is your chance. You should put on a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hummed and hawed. And, uh, and uh, honestly, I couldn't believe that she even suggested it because we, this was going to be a private event. We're not going to sell tickets to this. This is money flying away. Yes. And, um, and so, yeah, fine. You know, grain maker, you only live once, man. So yeah. Uh, we went for it and, um, you know, a big key to sort of my, you know, uh, being a promoter, my promoter philosophy, if there is such a thing is that people, we have to do what we can to make people care about who wins and who loses the matches. And, uh, so I was going to have this, this party with a private wrestling event, book the ring, book the wrestlers and uh, needed a reason for people to care. Cause I knew they would show up. Mm-hmm. I needed them to care. So my daughter had just been born. I built a 64 name bracket elimination bracket. That was like March madness style. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wish I started with 32, but we started <laughs> with 64. <laughs> Put a middle name. Uh, you know, we left our daughter's middle name, a mystery. And each uh, slot on that bracket became a potential middle name. And over the course of like a month, we, I was engaging with uh, my family and friends, showing them the bracket, posting it, giving updates. Oh, you know, today we're going to eliminate one of these two middle potential middle names, create little uh, little group chats with pockets of friends, get them invested in this whole baby naming situation. Mm-hmm. After a month, again, wish I started with 32. After a month of doing this, we got to the final eight uh, names. And that's when I revealed to everybody that the final eight were going to be decided in this uh professional wrestling tournament okay and so dragged everybody uh, out to the commercial drive legion here in vancouver um and uh, we put on basically our first our proof of concept boom show at the t- at the time we didn't know it was that um with uh yeah ravenous randy myers and tony baroni and uh nicole matthews and uh, they were all just they were wrestling for a hundred people uh, all to determine uh, my daughter's middle name and um and it was a great time and and afterwards uh I hummed and hawed and I started thinking like, man, that really felt, that felt really close to being professional. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I kind of made a list of things that needed to happen in order for me to try this again and, or try to make a company and slowly but surely check them all off. And I remember I got off the phone with the Legion and I was sort of staring at my own reflection in my computer screen. And I just, it was like, I kind of realized like I have to buy a wrestling ring. Like yeah. I, I, now I have to go buy a wrestling ring. Everything else has happened. And so this is it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to happen. And so I did. And here we are. And that's kind of how it started. I, I love it. I mean, what a way to like, for a promotion to be born, you know, like it's a great way to get people invested because like to just throw up, be like, Hey, I'm going to run a, a show. You yeah. do need the hook to get people to come in because, mm-hmm. you know, just to say, Hey, I'm going to run a wrestling show. I think about it all the time. Like, Oh, I'd love to, you know, put on a show and bring in such and such wrestler and do this. Mm-hmm. And that. it's like, well, why would people come watch, you know, like, yeah. So it's tougher to get people having that hook really helps out along the way. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, we had that hundred people who saw, who had now experienced it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when we announced our first boom show, we, I'd already planted a mental seed in all these people that wanted to come and see, you know, wanted to support the show and do all sort of stuff. And it's been word of mouth basically ever since. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's been, it's been fantastic. And that's one of the things with social media, especially because I mean, all of a sudden a promotion pops up, you know, say up on Twitter, all of a sudden, Oh, Hey, boom, pro wrestling. Let's see what they're about. Show them a follow. It grows the outreach mm-hmm. reach grows, you know? So you get the retweets, the likes, the engagements, all that sort of stuff. Next thing you know, like all of a sudden you're seeing these video clips and stuff. Like I saw, a, it was a few months back, a clip of um, Evan, Evan rivers doing that moonsault. moonsault. That was yeah. just absolutely phenomenal. It's like, <laughs> Oh shit, that's boom, pro wrestling, you know? Like, so it's, oh, yeah. it's one of those things that like, it's, it's funny how it can grow from that to like 
you know, with social media and everything, it just expands. Yes. Yeah. It's been, um, yeah, we've been really conscious of that, uh, from the top, you know, we film every single show, um, and, uh, we, we design the lighting and we, we fill it with, we fill the room with haze. I don't even know what haze is, but we <laughs> fill the room with haze so that it looks just as, as cinematic and as incredible as possible. And then we mm-hmm. take all that footage and we we're just so particular about doing it out. Cause we just want to make sure it all, it all comes out in a very controlled and sort of curated way. But, um, yeah, it's been um, uh, just like uh, the reason. Can, can I can I just tell you, uh, grain grain maker? The reason yes. why I wanted to be on this podcast so yes. much is because um, being a, a, a new promotion, like it, your podcast has been just such a um, service. Uh, honestly, for me to be able to go in and, and hear, you know. I'll be aware of, of a talent, you know, somebody from Edmonton or Calgary or, or Winnipeg, and then to be able to, and, you know, and I can see from clips and things like that, that they're talented, but to be able to log in and hear them talk to you, uh, you know, uh, somebody who is, um, you know, I think, I just think you do such a fantastic job with your questions that listening to them talk to you, you learn so much about somebody by hearing their journey and, um, you know, hearing them answer questions and how they interact and, and their views and stuff like that. It has just been so, um, so excellent. So, um, you know, I, I just, that's one of the, one of the reasons why I really wanted to come on. Cause I, I was like, you know, I'm learning so much about all these other people that are maybe a province away or two provinces away. I'm like, I want, I want them to be able to have the same experience if they're wondering about boom pro wrestling. Like, um, I want them to be able to hear my voice and understand, you know, who, who I am and, and what, what our show is about. Mm-hmm. So I just really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, um, uh, you know, we're always trying to do is just on the topic of like social media and stuff like that is we're always trying to make, um, social media that the wrestlers want to share. Yes. As opposed to just the silent retweet or the silent, you know, you know, arbitrary here's the show poster kind of a thing. <laughs> I want to create a uh, always want to create a piece of media that the that whoever is on the show looks at and says, "Wow, I've never I've never looked like that before," mm-hmm. or "I've never that clip of me is incredible," or or whatever, so that it is so easy for them to be like, "I have to show the world," you know, what this looks like, and that's been a real that's been a real help for us growing, um, at least on the Instagram a lot. So, well, first off, I'll say thank you very much for that. No, I yeah, mean, no worries. I, I appreciate it because I mean, I, I love doing this podcast. I love being able to share people's stories because there are some incredible wrestlers out there who will never get the chance to like talk what got them into it or just like what's what they're about. And mm-hmm. if I can do this and maybe it gets them another opportunity somewhere else, who knows, you know, or a new fan or something just to get people to take notice of them. Mm-hmm. That makes me happy. I, I think you know, so, and if I was, if I was like a trainee right now, and I was like, let's say I'm in Vancouver and I'm, uh, you know, I'm a trainee and um, I want to know how did like Ava Lovelace, you know, get on into Defy, right? I can mm-hmm. come to your show and I can listen to her journey. And that is so valuable. So mm-hmm. valuable. It's, you know, I, I, yeah. Because everyone has a different pathway of how they get started when it comes to professional mm-hmm. wrestling. So to know that one person struggles, like that might mirror someone listening that is interested in it. So it's like, hey, if they can do it, because all you see when it comes to a show is like the production. You don't know the behind mm-hmm. the behind the scenes, what someone's going through. Like they may, you know, mm-hmm. they share the same pathway. You take notice of that. All right. I, if they can do it, I can do it. So totally. if it, provides a little bit of a glimmer like that i'm happy so. awesome man it's and so then, good i'm so gr- i'm so grateful for it well when it comes to your guys social media that was something i noted down like the video clips you guys put up there like it's almost like there's another element of production to it when it comes to just some of the like short little like banner type clips and it's like it's something that when you're scrolling through twitter you notice the different like the different mm-hmm. quality of the video. It's not just like a clip of a move, but it'll be like the motion graphic or something that you don't see a lot of promotions do. And that stands out to me. Yeah. Thanks. Um, you know, a lot of the, um, um, a, a lot of the editing and graphic design, uh, I, all of the editing, all of the graphic design, <laughs> whether it's motion graphics or otherwise, uh, I do myself. So I'm, uh, we have, as an organization, we sort of have a value add there, which is really, has been really powerful for us. But also, 
um, our the guy who designs all of our lighting and uh, uh, who also does the sound, uh, his name is Lane uh, Small. He is, and I tell him this to his face all the time, uh, he's bashful, but I believe that he is the most important man in Pacific Northwest wrestling because we, we would not be where we are if it wasn't for the way our show looks on uh, on video. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then our camera crew as well is just um, an insanely talented group of like, I, I would call them, I would fully call them cinematographers, um, mm-hmm. each one. And these are guys who... Um, either uh love us as individuals like they're our good friends and they want to see us succeed or they love wrestling and they're coming out for it and they're bringing their skills and they're bringing their equipment and they're like putting it all at risk it's insane our last show you know was a three-hour show in uh the hottest day in vancouver in a building built in like 1930 with absolutely no air conditioning these guys hold cameras the entire time drenched in sweat and they did it you know for wrestling pay for, no, yeah. for basically nothing. <laughs> so we are just so, so lucky that we have a constellation of, of just um, these people who are willing to bring their skills uh, to, to this thing, to make it stand out, to make it look different. Um, you know, I, I love wrestling. And so mm-hmm. uh, as a, you know, quote unquote, sophisticated fan, I can see a clip that looks like it was shot on somebody's cell phone in a, in a fluorescent lit, um, you know, basement of a community center somewhere, and I can still appreciate it. But for like uh, to try and acquire a new fan, somebody who doesn't watch wrestling, I think it's. Uh, I think you have to put in the effort in terms of production in order to pique anybody's interest. Oh, so for sure. That's why we're doing it. Yeah, uh, when it comes to gaining those new fans and introducing them to wrestling, I mean, when you have the option of, you know, a grainy, upright cell phone footage or like actual produced stuff mm-hmm. that that actual produced stuff is going to garner a whole lot more attention than just the camera up sort of thing uh, totally totally yeah and you, you're in winnipeg right yes yeah you know what i love out of winnipeg top talent wrestling my god top, top talent is alberta no yeah where uh edmonton no yes oh my god i had no idea this entire time I thought yes. they were in Winnipeg. So, yeah, Top Talents, Alberta. Uh, Winnipeg, we currently have three promotions running. We have WPW, um, which came onto the scene, I think it was 2016-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, CWE, which has been around for many years. They will travel throughout Western Canada into Ontario. Mm-hmm. And then Primo's has also started running shows. We also get Time Bomb Pro from North Dakota that comes up and they will run. Oh, really? Uh, no Ring shows up here. And oh, wow. they do an incredible job down in Fargo as well. Yeah. I mean. What about 3D Pro? 3D Pro hasn't run since they did a No Ring show in March. And yeah. that was the last that they ever um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to the interview with the uh, Booker 3D Pro. Yes. That was another thing, man. I love I love it anytime you talk to uh, people who run promotions. It's so helpful for me just be like, oh yeah, there's other people out there. When I heard the owner, I wish I could remember his name of 3D Pro saying Shane. I, Shane, he's like, yes. I had to take a break because wrestling was taking over my entire life. And I was like, dude, I felt that. Like I yeah. completely understand where you're coming from. So yeah, that's uh oh yeah, was, that was great. Who who ran out of the out of the museum? Uh that was WPW. Oh man, that show looked amazing. The fact that they can run a show like that, yeah. they during intermission they put on tickets for, for sale for their next uh, next know. show back at the the old place and sell out before intermission is even yeah. done with no matches announced, Amazing. nothing. I mean that is nothing short of incredible. So <laughs> like, there's yeah. no other way to put it put it into words. Yeah, yeah. I I, I know that uh, some of my uh, office mates would be would be choked if I didn't mention that we actually did do the same thing uh, oh yes, so, so but i not that i not that this is a uh you know a competition but uh i just know i'll hear it if i don't <laughs> mention it well i mean like with the the interview with uh, shane from 3d i mean he talked about like you know how like you said you know having to like take a step back from mm-hmm. you know just from wrestling because it, it engulfs your life so much yes. it's on your mind because you're wondering you know like ticket sales you know if they're not doing as well as you expect or like Mm -hmm. issues with bringing in talent or anything like that so i mean it starts to do a number on you you know your mental health and you need that to take Mm -hmm. that break i mean when you're 
I mean, you decide to run this first show. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're excited. What, like, what are you all going through your mind as you get ready for this debut show? The very first show? Oh, yeah. man. Um, actually, well, we had done, uh, because we had, because I had, you know, about 10 years of experience doing doing live entertainment, um, I, I was pretty... I was pretty cool about it, about the logistics. Um, you know, I was very well prepared. Uh, we had things organized very tightly. Um, I think actually the some of the uh, wrestlers and stuff get annoyed with me sometimes because I'm constantly like, okay, I'm just double checking. I'm triple checking. You're coming. This is happening. This kind of stuff. But that just comes from me uh, yeah. being doing live comedy for so long and, and working with comedians is like hurting cats. So um but uh, yeah, so I was actually feeling very confident about like the organization and, and we had sold out, you know, so we were feeling good about that. The safety factor was something that still is like top of mind for me always. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, you know, it's it, people can get hurt and they can get hurt very seriously. And so um, that is something that uh, what had me a uh, on edge uh, for sure. And, um, you know, you prepare as much as you can, but um, it's something that's still... Uh, yeah, still to this day before every show, I'm like, is this as safe as possible? Is there anything we can do to make this safer? I have, we have one wrestler on our roster. I love this guy. His name is Maxwell Benson. Mm-hmm. And uh, he comes over from 365. He is a star in the making. Um, 365 Pro Wrestling on Vancouver Island, like the absolute quintessential hidden gem promotion you will ever find. Um, and he comes over and he is always geared up. He's like 19 years old. He wants to steal the show every single time. And yeah. he, I'm constantly talking him out of doing insanely dangerous things mm-hmm. to himself. He doesn't want to put anybody else in danger, but he's always like, oh yeah, I'll just, and then I'll get thrown off of here and fly off the top rope and then crash into the chairs. I'm like, you're going to die, man. You don't, please <laughs> don't do it. Please don't do it. Um, yeah. So safety always still, uh, gets me, uh, gets me nervous for sure uh, it's funny you like because you mentioned you know having promotions to introduce new fans to like so that the younger generation gets into wrestling mm-hmm. and you really see it out in bc and alberta just the number of you know like younger wrestlers coming up the next wave because you know mm-hmm. like you mentioned maxwell benson uh you Casey Ferrara out there, Rose. I mean, you have these wrestlers. Like, it's the next wave for BC and Alberta. You have uh, Alex Rain. You have Relentless Riley. You have Quinn Hawksley. You know, like, the next wave for Alberta. So Mm. I love seeing just how it's – how they keep, like – coming up you know like it's like when you're, you're a fan of like a, a nhl fan say mm. you have your draft picks you know like hey this is the next way for like the maple leafs you know for them to choke in the first round yeah so <laughs> it, it's one of those things and i'm a leaf fan so i could say it but it's i i just love seeing it because you're like awesome yeah. Let, let's see you know they put in the work let's see what they can do you know? oh so totally and that's one of the things that made me fall in love with wrestling like I, I was interested in wrestling i was very curious about it but then when i discovered new japan and i sort of like clued in into the young lion system and and mm-hmm. how there's like these generational waves of guys that come through there that is one of the things that really just like exploded my brain and made me fall in love with it and and yeah i'm so into like multi-generational experiences like Mm -hmm. where in the world right now like we're also segmented there's very few places you can go and have a good time where there are where you can have uh like a pack of frat boys in the corner you can have an older couple over here you can have you can have a bunch of kids on the other side and they can all enjoy it for what it is it's not designed for any of these particular groups it's designed for everybody and they all show up and enjoy i mean that is uh that is something magical and aside from like you know, sports can do it. Wrestling can do it. Other than that, it's like, I I always say that I want boom pro wrestling to have the energy of a wedding reception. It's like the, um, it's emotional because we've Mm -hmm. seen, we've seen this emotional thing take place, but it's also, it's multi-generational. Everyone's here to have a good time and we're going to forgive, you know, if there's a little, if there's a, if somebody's had too much to drink in the corner, as long as they're having fun, like it's okay. Even though there's kids around. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, man, I love that generational stuff so much. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to, like, because with Boom Pro Wrestling, you guys just completed season one. Yes. What drew you to doing more of a season aspect instead of just running continuously all throughout? Cool. Great question. 
That's what so I'm here for. <laughs> you are. You are. I believe it, man. <laughs> uh, so there's a couple things. So one is that we didn't know we were going to be successful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we also knew that, um, you know, part of our hook was that was the soap opera element of, of wrestling, right? We're telling stories. There's characters. There's twists. There's turns. There's there's rises. There's falls. There's betrayal. Uh, that kind of stuff. And that, that needed to happen over the course of many shows. And so um, from the get-go to make a statement, we didn't promote we didn't we didn't start promoting the first show we started promoting the entire season okay and say hey this is our plan we're gonna be here all season uh the first show if you're in the same way like oh hey you have you heard about this uh you know if you're gonna watch the sopranos you gotta start at episode one right so Mm -hmm. this is it and um so that was part of it is that the, the type of wrestling we wanted to do required multiple shows. And so we wanted to have a beginning, middle and end. If we weren't going to be successful, we wanted a graceful way to depart as yes. opposed to just disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was part of it as well. And then uh, from lo- logistically, uh, our venue gets so hot in the summer that it is not, it is not safe for people. So mm-hmm. again, going back to safety, like we, I just, as we sort of, decided as we sort of discovered we are successful um we had the opportunity to continue shows in july and august but ultimately for safety reasons i just we just i just couldn't which yeah yeah and even with the summertime i mean you have people who oh we're gonna go to the cabin there you see more vacations and stuff it's tougher to like hammer down like hey we're gonna go watch wrestling because it kind of takes a back burner to all the other summer activities like i know here in winnipeg or Manitoba, it's like, yeah, you'll get the odd wrestling show, but it's a lot tougher to do because, I mean, totally. it's, you know, when yeah. it's cold out, hey, yeah, let's go watch wrestling. You're indoors, you stay warm, you're watching wrestling. When it's mm-hmm. like, ah, do I want to be inside? Not really. Yeah, and, and our fans need a break too. Like, they, mm-hmm. they need, you know, we have very dedicated fans and um, they know every every twist and turn we, we've done. They know all the little details. And uh, they need a break, man. <laughs> they yeah. they need to take some time off and go live their life and touch grass and not just make their entire life about Boom Pro Wrestling. Uh, so it's good for them, too, just to go out and see the world, guys. See the mm-hmm. world. Yeah, yeah just to, ha- to have that breather and know, like, okay, you know, we're doing a season. It's going to be from September to June. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, like for two months, you're not going to be like, hey, I got a show. I need you this weekend. They can, you know, put themselves out there more elsewhere or take yeah. a break you know like talent you mentally yeah yeah oh talent too yeah totally yeah yeah so it's it's a definitely a beneficial thing for everyone just to have that breather you know oh yeah i think so i think so and like in and our the energy at our season finale was insane rainmaker mm-hmm. it was insane and uh because it was the climax and if and if we had another show rolling the next month like i don't know if it would have been the same the 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 stakes of it all probably wouldn't have felt so high so so yeah well because i was thinking about it earlier because like whenever i have you know i'm sitting down to talk to someone I, there, mm-hmm. there's things i think about so with with yours i mean i'm thinking about the season aspect and how like okay well it, it almost it gives it a more definitive conclusion mm-hmm. than if you run year round you know because you know mm-hmm. like you had you know I, I don't i don't want to give out results you had the the finish that happened and it's like okay well now you, you're like well, let's see what happens from this point forward come September time, you know, like it leaves you hooked on, like almost like a TV show, a TV series, you know, like exactly which what wrestling is, but like not in the same series sense. So I like the thought process with that. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I think it's something we definitely want to continue. Um, It's been super successful for us and what we've introduced now, thanks to the season format, is season tickets. So season two, we have season tickets, and um, and coming out of the energy and the insanity of our of our season finale, like those have been the like my inbox is just insane mm-hmm. right now uh, with requests. So um, I, I any other promoters out there, you know, thinking thinking about how they're going to do it, like I I I am a big booster of the season format. Like, there's so many things you can do, and and um, yeah, it the 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 other the flip side, okay, the 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 the, the difficulty of it mm-hmm. is that you we sit down, we map out, okay, this is what we think is going to happen over the course of the season. We try not to get too cemented into our our ideas, yeah. but if an injury takes place at the wrong time, 
right? That can really like take the take the energy out of uh, what you thought was going to be a big conclusion. Um, or if uh, if a wrestler gets a booking somewhere else that they feel is uh, you know more important, uh, and they you know they withdraw from a, from a booking, that can really throw um, uh, a wrench into your plans. And so you just have to be really like prepared for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly I wasn't I wasn't prepared for that um, when I first started because I didn't have the full landscape of like how you know of wrestling culture and what the wrestlers needs were and that kind of stuff when we first yeah. started but i think I, I think we've evolved since which is which is good and i'm glad um but uh yeah that was uh that was definitely a challenge but any promoter out there i pff, season tickets or uh, yeah think about the season tickets you can't get season tickets unless you have a season so would you say that was one of the bigger learning on the fly things when it came to promoting yeah, yeah, man, for sure. Because the I was an outsider, you know, the biggest mm-hmm. challenge of this whole thing has been, you know, as an outsider entering this existing community and culture that was there long before I ever showed up. And then, you know, not just showing up and being like, oh, hello, I'd like to participate. But it's like showing up and saying, hello, I am going to have a promotion. I'm going to be a influence. I'm going to have whether you, you know whether you guys like it or not. I'm going to have some influence in this in this world, mm-hmm. and um, and so just like building building trust and learning the nuances and and um, and all that kind of stuff. Like that is learning who everyone is, right? Like there's okay, there's who I see in the ring, and then there's who you are behind the scenes, right? Yeah, and um, and so learning all of that stuff, like that is absolutely like the biggest challenge. Um, I think we've risen to the occasion. We had some, you know, we had some stumbles for sure, some learning moments, um, and we're getting better. And we will continue. I tell this to wrestlers all the time: like, we will, we are not perfect, and we will always screw something up, and uh, we'll do something you don't like, and just make sure that you tell us when it happens, and mm-hmm. uh, and let's and let's and we'll just and we'll learn and we'll move beyond. Um, but yeah, that that has definitely been the biggest challenge for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely a learning experience for everyone involved because, you know, with yourself, you know, coming in to do this, not having the previous history, everyone, mm-hmm. it's, you know, like you're having to, you know, like develop these new relationships so that you can all come together to put on mm-hmm. your vision. So it it can take a toll out, you know, getting into that sort of vibe. Yeah, yeah. I just try to be as open-minded as possible. And I get a lot of good guidance from... Um... Uh, a couple of guys, uh, Brady Malibu, who um, is a veteran wrestler out here. Ravenous Randy Myers has mm-hmm. been super helpful. And um, somebody that kind of would might, might people may not realize, but is um, Uncle Daddy Tony Baroni, who has um, been uh, so excellent and so candid um, and just so open and honest with um, uh, helping, helping me personally uh, navigate some of the um, – uh trickier nuances mm-hmm. um yeah so a big shout out to those three like couldn't do couldn't have done it without them yeah uh, so i mean it's one of those things where it, it's nice to have that that backbone you know some people you can trust and rely on to help you out along the way it goes oh, a long way you know oh huge huge mm-hmm. huge and uh yeah like it's a complete boom pro wrestling is just such a team effort you know it's um um i uh, god yeah it's uh I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I heard the cats. Uh, that's no, I, I want to say something more positive than hurting cats. Uh, <laughs> I, what am I trying to say? It's like, you know, it's a, it's a, um, it is, a, you got to edit this out. Cause I'm just <laughs> shit out of everything I'm saying. Oh, that's man. okay. I'm it, sorry. I'm sorry. It, I'm really struggling to find the words because I want to honor the participation yes. of everybody. And, um, and I just don't know if I have the words because it's just so profound and, um, and mm-hmm. we wouldn't exist without them. So, um, okay. I have to ask because I mean, there, there is two things that I was like, I saw the clips of and I was like, Right away, I was like, yep. And then the second one I saw, and I was like, even a bigger yep. And the first (laughs) I have to ask, first I have to ask is Abe Lincoln. And Mm. the second one is Prawn Cena. Because as soon as I saw the clip of Prawn Cena, I am like, that was my double yes. It was a fuck yes. This is incredible. (laughs) So I have to ask about both. Well, you know, very different. Very different. Um, Abraham Lincoln, so we... Again, it comes back to the idea of like, how are we going to attract people to come to this thing? Or how are we going to make a splash on the scene? How are we going to be different? And we knew that um, we, uh, it's a long story for how we landed on Abe Lincoln, but shout out to um, 
uh, Ravenous Randy and, and, and Brady Malibu for, for the genesis of the idea. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then major shout out to, uh, to, um, uh, I for some reason I don't want to break kayfabe right now, but uh, a, a major shout out to a- to Abraham Lincoln uh, mm-hmm. for uh, for being not just being willing and open to the idea, but also like he's ta- he's he's taken it like he's Robert he's Robert De Niro like he yeah. he has he has uh, done all this research and um, he he knows Abraham Lincoln inside and out. <laughs> it's so amazing. And uh, Lincoln is like one of our biggest stars. Uh, he's mm-hmm. on every single show. Um, he is, and this is not some goofball who just shows up and he's like acting like he's a wrestler, but he's like dressed as Abraham Lincoln. This is a 20 year vet who looks like he should be main eventing WrestleMania. He is a monster of a man mm-hmm. who is willing to wrestle in a top hat with a mole. He shaves his beard before every show. So it looks like Abraham Lincoln's beard. Mm-hmm. He does moves that he thinks would be a uh, feel like the 1800s. Like <laughs> he has absolutely just taken it um, to a level that was beyond comprehension. Mm-hmm. And we know we wanted to do it because we needed something that was fun. And that would be a hook for the audience, but also in a time and in a place right now where we live in you know 2023, the world is so cynical and, the world, the world is, you know, the real life is very gray, right? There, there really is, it's so hard to present something that everybody can get behind. And you cannot tell me that somebody's going to boo Abraham Lincoln. So, so we <laughs> needed, we needed the absolute, like, like rally and cry baby face that everybody can point to and be like, this guy rocks. I got no problems with mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln. And, um, and so that's why he's there. And we've told, you know, you know, Abraham Lincoln is, was not a one-off. He is in every single show. He has had big, long story arcs. Um, he has a stable now, but with him and um, uh, some other characters. And, uh, I, and unfortunately, and this has happened after our after our main event, but we uh, he lost a loser leaves time match, so he has actually been thrown into a time machine. Oh. Uh, so we're not sure what that means, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, but he was a uh, uh, absolutely. I hope to see him back. I hope mm-hmm. to see him. God willing, he will. That time, he those those doors to that time machine will open up, and he will return. Hopefully, in a form that uh, uh, that still represents all the good and purity and honesty that a- honest Abe represents. But uh, I I hope that he you know does a little time traveling and comes back with a friend. That's what I'm hoping. You know? Maybe well, we from we <laughs> generation. I don't know. I have uh, maybe I'm ruining everything that we <laughs> no, no. planned, but. <laughs> No, I mean, uh, uh, like I said, the, the show's already happened, so I don't mind uh, telling you. But uh, uh, not Abraham Lincoln got thrown into the time machine by Brady Malibu, evil, evil surfer, uh, lifeguard. And um, later we revealed that uh, one of the um, uh, Travis Williams, uh, formerly Golden Boy Travis Williams, now the professional uh, Travis Williams, he had been feuding actually all season with my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, we revealed that... Uh, you know, in this, you know, in my personal life, this is still something that uh, I'm, I'm losing sleep over all the time. But that uh, Travis Williams is, uh, uh, it's hard to even say aloud. Uh, this may be the first time I've ever said it. But Travis Williams is my mother's illegitimate son. Cool. And uh, we, uh, and so everyone wanted to know who was the father. And uh, after, you know, we had to, we had to reveal that the father was actually Abraham Lincoln. And uh, so, in an act of uh, bravery, stupidity, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Travis Williams went into the time machine to go hunt down his dad. And uh, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but my mom followed him in. So oh. Lincoln and my mom and, and the professional Travis Williams <laughs> are lost in time right now. I'm, we're not sure what's going to happen this- uh, to them. This is like a remake of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure that I am fully invested in. So yeah, we have a full time machine that we drag out uh, shows, <laughs> and we throw people into it, and people come out of it, and um, it's very silly. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it, yeah. I, I don't know well, how to explain it. Yeah, I mean, wrestling is supposed to be fun, and yes. I think sometimes that gets missed with you know like. Oh, dude having incredible matches all the time or like, 100%. you know, just 
not wanting to do something because no, I don't want to say do yeah. something, but like do something a little bit more comical, you know, because of Absolutely. how it might reflect on your character. It's like, have fun with it. It's wrestling. It's, mm-hmm. we all love it for what it is. We're all marks. We're all involved with wrestling. So just have fun. Totally. Totally. I don't know what's happened. If you look at all the big, um, like, like I subscribe to, you know, uh, IWTV, I go through all those promotions and, and yep. see what the, what the rest of the indie landscape is doing. And, um, so many of them are just like they don't put any effort into tr- like trying to even appear as fun. Like so many of them are like we're dark, we're scary. This is serious. Mm-hmm. This is heavy metal, barbed wire. This is real. Uh, you know, and it's like how are you going to attract like like you're just limiting your audience so dramatically yeah. by doing that. If uh, and uh, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this. I'm just like you know, wrestling is supposed to be fun. Like I think this is supposed to be fun. So mm-hmm. let's just put out this like vibrant, colorful, you know, um, medley of different experiences that that goes over the, uh, the course of a single night. And let's just make it as fun as possible. And it's not about making jokes. Like, uh, I'll tell you that when Lincoln lost that match, there was not a dry eye in the house, man. That was emotional. It wasn't funny. It was emotional. The whole mm-hmm. crowd, Grainmaker, you're not going to believe it, but the whole crowd. <laughs> 250 people in Vancouver, BC, in a hot and sweaty legion who had been in there for two hours, all sang in unison the Star Spangled Banner as he left. I could not, I'm still shaken by it. It was yeah. so magical. And um, they were having fun, but it, they also recognized that this was an emotional moment, a sad moment. Mm-hmm. Ah, it was so great. It's just been so great. And uh, yeah, so, I, I, you know, if you're a wrestler and you're listening to this and, and you're you don't quite know what Boom Pro Wrestling is, I would say, you know, this is not a promotion that's all about making. We, we do not make fun of wrestling at all. No, we put it on a pedestal and we want to make it as fun as possible. And we're not we don't have people to come out and, and to make fun of this or to or just to crack jokes or anything like that. Humor is a huge part of what we do. Mm-hmm. But we we are trying to engineer matches that are powerful and meaningful for the audience and that's what's fun that's what's fun about wrestling i think at least yeah i think a, a testament to any wrestler who might be questioning that like oh well they're mm-hmm. just you know poking fun whatever it may be yeah. um i think a testament is when you look at the members of the boom pro roster the wrestlers that are taking a part of it it's it's people who love wrestling who live mm-hmm. eat breathe sleep i mean mm-hmm. uh, you know having Tony Baroni as part of your roster that that's a he, the oh, he was our he, champ yeah the impact he has had on professional mm-hmm. wrestling here in not just BC but Canada is mm-hmm. unimaginable and mm-hmm. then you look you know Travis Williams having Jackie Lee there oh, um, yeah. you mentioned uh, like it's there are some incredibly talented wrestlers and they they would not be a part of something like this if it was just to poke fun at wrestling. So if you're exactly. questioning it, to just look at the wrestlers who take part. Absolutely, absolutely. I would encourage anybody if you're not if you're if you're curious about Boom Pro Wrestling, go to our YouTube channel. We put it. We make a recap video of everything that happened on every single show, so you can actually within 20 minutes you can catch up on the entire season. You can see all the characters, all the ups and downs, all the twists and turns, and um, yeah, some of it is. Some of it involves Abraham Lincoln at a time machine. Yeah. No question. Some of it is my is my mom trying to sneak into a match as a ref, and <laughs> but some of it, some of it is Nicole Matthews going on a like eight match win streak versus um, all the you know bright best and brightest that BC has to offer, and mm-hmm. without without any commentary by us whatsoever, you know, because mm-hmm. um, we're just trying to put out um, we're trying to we're, it's a, it's, a, it's a wrestling variety show. Yeah. That that almost likens back to when people will kind of shit on one type of wrestling, being like, "Well, oh, that's not professional Man. wrestling. You know, like Deathmatch wrestling is not professional." Wrestling. Yeah. Well, sure it is. It's just mm-hmm. not your cup of tea, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, so, mm-hmm. yeah. it's don't negate it just because you don't like it. It's still a very valuable and integral piece of wrestling history. Totally, totally. And you know, um, we don't do any any deathmatch stuff because mm-hmm. um, I just think it's a little. Um, I think it will drive some people away. Yeah. We're trying to be, yeah. And um, I think I can, I can, I can open people's minds and keep them here and keep them excited with all these different types of wrestling. As soon as you start cutting people on purpose, that's when things get a little, I'm not so sure. Um, yeah. And we're also like super, super thoughtful about how we do intergender. We do do intergender. 
Um, but uh, we we try to make that um, as palatable as possible uh, mm -hmm. for for as many for as many people because obviously that can trigger a lot of uh, feelings. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah. No, I I agree. I agree completely. Um, mm -hmm. It's a yeah. It should be. We're just daring to kind of do it all at once. I think. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I got a few more for you, then I'll I'll let you enjoy your Sunday afternoon. But no worries. I love this uh, grain maker. I could talk about this for hours. I, I know we could, but I don't know if they'll <laughs> listen to us talk for hours. We'll have to do a part two down the line. Anytime, we'll man. To, we'll Anytime. have to get ready season two. But oh yeah, with season one wrapping up, was there anything that really surprised you that you weren't expecting? Oh man, wow, that is such a good question. Um. Do, 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 do. Anything that surprised me that I wasn't expecting. Um, yes. Um, there is a young guy. Um, I almost don't want to say because I don't want to. I don't want to blow up his ego. But uh, <laughs> there is a. Uh, listen, I'll say this. Um, we have had the, again, back to this idea of the, of the, of the generational thing. Mm -hmm. Um, we've had, um, due to circumstances, uh, there were times when we had to, you know, we debuted certain wrestlers and, um, or we gave them maybe like their second or third match ever. And, uh, there have been, um, a couple of guys that, um, have really risen to the occasion and, um, um, have uh, really made a super strong impression. And one, when we thought we were, uh, I was nervous. I was like, Oh God, I hope this, I hope this guy can, can, can do this. And, uh, and um, yeah, and they, and they did and they crushed it and they completely blew it out of water. So there's a lot of uh, very um, green talent that comes in that, um, you know, just gets, gets amped by, uh, by the crowd and the atmosphere and they've all risen to the occasion. And that has been awesome. Um, other things that have surprised me, is um uh god I, there is a character that i did not expect whatsoever we have a uh so there in storyline there i i'm a character in it i own 50 percent of the company and uh i used to own 98 percent in kayfabe but then slowly <laughs> i uh was swindled out of uh 40 uh you know whatever the equivalent is uh you know 40 percent, and now i only own i own 50 percent, and yeah. i have this evil counterpart who owns the other 50 percent. and um his name is kyle fines and he is a absolute genius and uh he should god if he he could slot right into wwe or aew and uh they wouldn't miss a beat he would be a mm -hmm. massive star for them and uh he um uh we had an uh, there was a problem with the person he was feuding with and sh uh, they couldn't show up anymore. And uh, so we turned, we made a hard pivot. This goes back to the challenges of working on the season stuff. We had to make, we made a hard pivot towards um, um, uh, him feuding with a bartender of ours and uh, who was a trainee at the, at uh, the Lionsgate dojo and things like this. And this, uh, this young guy who I don't think, I think has had one, like maybe one professional match. Um, he had the biggest pop I have ever borne witness to. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, all he did was uh, he took off his shirt to reveal that he was uh, that he was actually the referee in a match. And the place went apoplectic. <laughs> Elliot Tyler was standing right behind me when it happened. I turned around and I looked at him like, is this happening? Am I dreaming this? And I this is an absolute quote from Elliot Tyler's mouth. Guest of the Grainmaker pod, Elliot Tyler. Mm -hmm. He looked at me and he said, that was the biggest pop I have ever heard in my life. And um, that was a shocking moment to me. I could not, I could not believe it. Could not mm -hmm. believe it. Yeah. I love it. I like hearing stuff like that. And just the, the emotion, like even coming from you, the happiness, the smiles, like that's what I like to see, you know, like to be able to talk about that and just how much it means to you. Oh, dude. I, in our season finale, I came out, you know, um, I always, talk to the audience right before this thing starts just you know hey everyone you know you got to be careful the action spills out of the crowd you know be you know be nice to each other don't drink so much you know all that kind of stuff and um the uh uh it just sort of hit me like wow this is our 10th show and we sold out every single one and this whole crowd they know they know all these characters they know me they know my mom it's so mm -hmm. weird like she this is my legit mother mm -hmm. and um and I just like burst into tears in the middle of the ring. I couldn't believe it. 
I turned around. I looked at our ring announcer. I'm just like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, it's all good. It's all good. Had to get myself together and uh, did my thing, got off. And then we played this like this sort of like hype video that that kind of went through all the major moments that we've done over the past season. And I just sat there and I was just I just cried the entire time. Just cried. I had to I had to escape into the Legion kitchen and just like settle myself because yeah. I was just so overcome with emotion. It was it was nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still nuts. I'm, I'm like it's like I'm triggering myself right now. I feel like I'm welling up just thinking about it. Well, I mean, a few weeks back at time of recording, we're recording this days after, but yes. at time of airing, it's a few weeks back. Yeah. Season one wraps up. What can the fans expect with season two from Boom Pro? Season two, the quest for peace is what we're calling it. Okay. Um, I will say that at the the final moments of uh, season one, um, all the lights went out and a very mysterious message appeared on the ceiling that involved a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. If that means anything to anybody, uh, maybe in uh, Edmonton, uh, Edmonton wrestling. And um, uh, so we have uh, some exciting things uh, for... Um, uh, a heel stable who uh, will be emerging, uh, I think, very quickly in uh, in season two. I am in the process of trying to um, needle sort of all the wrestlers into the direction I want them to go. I really try to sit down and talk to everybody and be like, "This is this is our vision for yeah. where we want to take you," and um, and try to get them on board and get them excited about it because if they're excited, it's going to translate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'm having a small setback this <laughs> this time <laughs> with some of that, but, uh, but uh, I, you know, I think it's, um, it's going to be, it's going to be a thrill minute. Um, we've got some exciting things. We're going to have a tag team tournament, um, a one off. Yeah. We're adding five shows to our season actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to tell a lot more, or we have five shows that we're just sort of calling um, internally tales from the Boombox, which is our venue. And uh, where we're gonna we're gonna pick uh, certain characters and we're gonna tell a story about them, even though they might not be champion, you know, in the championship yeah. scene or anything like that. But like we did one this season for this guy Parm Singh Man. I don't know yep. if anybody how how aware people are of wrestlers out here, but Parm had become sort of like uh, Abraham Lincoln's um, protege in storyline, and so we wanted to tell a Parm Singh Man story. So we had the show called Parm's House Party, where Lincoln has left him in charge of the boombox. And uh, not to uh, not to have a party parm, you know, stick to your studies. <laughs> and uh, and so, and of course, things get out of control. But, you know, in the end, parm gets the big hero moment. And, um, yeah, so we want to do more stuff like that to really showcase some of these other characters. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, so there's, um, there's a wrestler out of um, Oregon named Amira. I'm not sure if yes. you know. But she's been wrestling for us a couple of times now. And I told her, I'm like, I would love to do one of these stories about Amira, you know, like, and so, but we just, I just need to know, like, who is the Amira character? Like, what is she about? What defines her towards other wrestlers? And Amira's like, that is a good question. You know, I, I haven't really had time to sit down and think about it very hard. Mm-hmm. I'm like, great, get out there and think about it and come yeah. back, you know? And, uh, and so that's like an open invitation to, to any, any boom roster members that are listening to this right now. Let's say if you're not sure who your character is, figure it out and then come and pitch me on an A to Z story that we can tell in one night because we have five slots, five slots uh, for that this season. I should mention this uh, about Parm because I'm in a Discord chat with him. Uh, oh, really? One. And when you had, <laughs> what, what when do you guys you, talk about in that? In that when you had tweeted, there's a whole bunch of us in there, and it's from like people from all across the states and i think there's oh a couple God. people from canada a few Wild. t-shirt designers and stuff it's 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 an like just an assortment of wrestling fans and when you had like i i keep in touch with him on there we'll mm-hmm. talk just about random stuff if i have a question i'll ask him because yeah. he's someone i trust especially when it comes to opinions after you had made a tweet mentioning me i said i, I sent him a message i was like hey is this legit because i just thought like Maybe it's someone pulling my leg, being like, yeah. yeah, I want to be on the podcast. I'm like, is this legit? And he's like, well, maybe I think he's actually tweeted. This isn't his first tweet about it, but like <laughs> he's, he sent tweets, but like, yeah, he probably wants to be on the podcast. I'm like, huh, okay, cool. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Well, that's the, that's the thing about tweets. Like, I was like, okay, if I is me responding to a tweet, is that a tweet? Is as a comment also a tweet? Or is it like if you're initiating? 
and think a tweet. It's all know. tweets. Just some. There it's all tweets. Okay, some well, I'm, quotes, I'm learning. But needless to say, farm is farm is solid. Great guys. So I mean, I'm yeah, very, yeah. very thankful for uh, some yeah. of the, the conversations we've had. But when Lincoln went into the time machine before he left, he gave Parm his hat, oh. and then then went in. So you got. Yeah, All so right. excited to see how that plays out in season two. There's a there's a hook for season two. Parm Singh man has Abraham Lincoln's hat. I I'm color me excited now. <laughs> I, I want to see what happens. But I know we talked before, and you said you had a match recommendation, and now I need to know what your match recommendation is. Okay. Okay. So uh, I'm a big fan of the podcast, as I as I mentioned. Yep. I, you you will no- normally ask you know for a match recommendation at the end of the episode. So I knew this was coming. So I <laughs> thought hard about it. And so the first thing I will say is, as of this moment, you know, there's there's probably four or five full matches on the Boom Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. And if the, we have cut that match together and we put it up there, it means it is 100 worth watching. So do it. And watch it and you will get a sense of uh, the atmosphere and uh, all the cool stuff that we've been talking about here. Um, the uh, the match, though, that mm-hmm. uh, that I would love for people to check out is the Best of the Super Juniors final uh, from Best of the Super Juniors 23, 2016. Uh, okay. Ryusuke Taguchi, the funky mm-hmm. weapon, versus Will Ospreay. And the reason why I would recommend this match is because if you are familiar with New Japan, you know that Ryusuke Taguchi, he rides this, uh, well, these days, he more leans towards a comedy sort of style veteran. But at the time, he was right in that dead center between transitioning from um, uh, uh, a high caliber sort of competitor to to he had sort he was like maybe a year into adopting sort of his more goofy sort of uh, mannerisms, mm-hmm. and and then of course you have uh, a young Will Osprey, yeah, who had just been introduced to New Japan maybe a month before prior to the uh, prior to this tournament, and so what has happened over the course of the tournament is that Taguchi has been um, showing up doing his goofy stuff having fun having a good time and winning over the home audience and meanwhile. You have this newly introduced uh, Will Ospreay who's blowing people away the entire time as well. And together they finally come, they come together in the final to see who's going to win. And the crowd is lightning hot. It's two baby faces mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, facing each other. And it's, there are elements of goofiness in it and it all works. It works so well. It is such a perfect marriage of everything that, you know, is great about wrestling. It's boom pro wrestling condensed into a single match. And, um, uh, I, if you're, if you're curious, if you only have 20 minutes, you will, if you only have 10 minutes, watch it on double speed, man. Uh, <laughs> cause uh, it is, it is excellent. It is absolutely crisp. Both guys are, um, are super motivated. Uh, this is before like Osprey is so skinny. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything they're doing is just like absolutely pitch perfect. Um, Osprey is in sort of that phase where he was uh, screaming a lot when he was selling, which is <laughs> just a, like a little irritating. But yeah. but other than that, it is uh, it is excellent, and it really encompasses, I think, the spirit of what we are trying to do mm-hmm. um, in a uh, yeah in, in a way that uh, uh, I would love for people to check out. Nice, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, season two, when is the kickoff date for that? That is uh, September 16th. Uh, you can see the full schedule on our website. Um, basically, last Saturday of every month, uh, okay. we do a show at the Legion. Taking um, uh, We're going to take December off and January off. I need a break in the middle of the year because yeah. last we did a New, a New Year's Eve show uh, last year. And uh, having to contend with the holidays and put on that show at the same time at the end of the month like just like completely wrecked me. So Yeah. Yeah, so I need a two month break in the middle of the year this time, and uh, and we're adding those uh, uh, all those boombox shows on Fridays, so <laughs> we really get a um, uh, a lot of back to back wrestling. Um, the Friday shows for people are the ones that you're probably going to be able to get tickets to. The Saturday ones, um, the season tickets are flying off the shelf, so it's going to be a lot a lot tougher. Uh, but uh, I would say to anybody who's in Vancouver, anybody who's interested, uh, check follow us on social media. If there's a way to get into the show early, take it. 
that you have to, it's tough because um, you have to make a decision if you're going to go to the show sort of like right away. And then you have to act if yeah. the opportunity is there. Things have, the, the demand for tickets has gotten out of control and uh, we're trying to control it. Uh, but we don't, <clears throat> this is not a problem that we ever saw coming. And so we don't really know what we're doing. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, so we're trying our best. Um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, just give us, give us a look. And if you can make it up to a show, jump on it for sure. Nice. Cause you're going to have an outstanding time. I promise. And for those, if they're not following you, social media, anything like that, here's your chance to plug away. Cool. Yeah. Don't follow me. I'm very boring, but uh, definitely <laughs> follow boom pro wrestling on uh, Instagram um, or on uh, YouTube and uh, Twitter. Although Twitter, I, you know, I don't know what's going on over there, but uh, uh, Instagram for sure is sort of the, our social media hub. Um, YouTube, we're hoping to do more on YouTube. Um, uh, definitely stuff will be popping up there all over the summer, I think. Nice. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, boom pro wrestling. You'll find us. Perfect. Max, thank you so much for doing this. I truly appreciate it. Oh, dude, I thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited. Please, uh, I would love to come uh, have me back anytime. You're, you're an inspiration to me, man. I like I, I was really like, I should, should I start a podcast? God, I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, you should. No, oh, I, I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited for season two. All the best, Max. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much to Max from Boom Pro Wrestling. Definitely check them out on all their social medias. Get ready for season two because you know that they are doing some incredible stuff out there in BC. Thank you to him. Thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day listening to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter. If it's still a thing when this drops, at Pod. All other social medias, Graymaker Wrestling Podcast. Email Podcast at gmail.com. And you can find me every Saturday morning up on Love Wrestling with my good friend Pluggo doing four exposure as we take a look at the world of independent wrestling. There's tons of other great shows up on Love Wrestling, so definitely check them out. Lots of great stuff up on there. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. Talk soon.